48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Entertainment to property company Emperor Group says a staff member has been arrested under the national security law. The government says films that make it through censorship checks may still breach national security law if police say so. And police reclassify this morning's fire in Taipo, in which a woman and her two daughters died as murder and arson. Emperor Group says a staff member from its property department was arrested under the national security law. He's one of five people said to have been taken into custody today. Jimmy Choi reports. Police took the suspect to the Emperor Group Centre in Wan Chai and carried out a search lasting around 45 minutes. Emperor Group said it had suspended the worker. The company also condemned illegal and violent acts, saying it would fully assist the police investigation. Sources earlier told RTHK that five people aged between 15 and 37 were arrested, and three of them are students. Police have linked the arrests to a pro-independence group known as Returning Valiant and an alleged terror plot. Nine people, including six secondary school students, were held last week over an alleged plot to blow up Hong Kong courts, cross harbour tunnels and railways. Three of the students were charged and appeared in court last week. The government has warned that films that make it through censorship checks may still breach the national security law. That's because it's the police who get to decide on violations. Violet Wong has the story. A month ago, the government implemented new guidelines for film censors to ban any movies deemed to be supporting or glorifying acts that could endanger national security. It said the move was part of its duty under the Beijing-imposed legislation. But Commerce Secretary Edward Yao told a LegCo panel meeting that authorization from the censors to show a film in public doesn't mean the filmmakers haven't breached the security law. He spoke through an interpreter. Any breaches of the national security law will involve gathering evidence and enforcement by other agencies. So here's the point. The filmmaker cannot claim that the film has received the go-ahead from the film censors and use that as a defense against prosecution. Say there's any activity in breach of the national security law, that's still punishable under the national security law. Clement Leung, the Permanent Secretary for Commerce and Economic Development, echoed Mr Yao's remarks, saying the censors are not tasked with enforcing the national security law. But he said censors who are civil servants will be given national security training, adding that they can also ask the Department of Justice for legal advice. The police have launched a murder investigation after the deaths of a woman and her daughters aged 8 and 13 who are believed to have been stabbed before their flat was set on fire. The woman's boyfriend has been arrested. Maggie Ho reports. The authorities say at around 1.50 in the morning, they received a report of a dispute at a subdivided flat in Taipo. Less than 15 minutes later, they were told that black smoke was billowing out of the unit. The force says the three alleged victims were found unconscious inside the flat with multiple injuries, with a mother having suffered some 40 knife wounds. First, responders found a 62-year-old man in a half-conscious state on the rear staircase in the building. He's been arrested over the incident, but is said to be in a critical condition in hospital. Acting Superintendent Fan Wai Ho says the four people lived together in the flat. We believe the two adults had a dispute because of relationship problems. 
The suspect then allegedly attacked the woman with a sharp object. The two girls were also injured, probably because they tried to stop the attack, he said, adding that the fire was started in the unit after the attack. Authorities say the fire didn't spread to other flats, but about a dozen people were evacuated from the building. Thailand says it will mix Sinovac with the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine in a bid to boost protection. The decision comes after hundreds of medical workers caught COVID despite being fully vaccinated with Sinovac. Violet Wong reports. Instead of two Sinovac shots, people will now receive the AstraZeneca vaccine after their first Sinovac shot. If implemented, it will be the first mixing of a Chinese vaccine and a Western-developed shot. The health minister said the move was to improve protection against the more infectious Delta variant and build a high level of immunity. Thailand is also planning to give medical staff mRNA vaccines like BioNTech as boosters. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is just gone past five minutes past 11. A former ICAC chief investigator says the government needs to look into whether three senior officials who had a free hot pot meal at a luxurious private club back in March violated any codes of conduct. Government regulations clearly stipulate that civil servants and top ministers should refrain from lavish entertainment. Timmy Sung reports. Stephen Chow, who is now a barrister, told an RTHK programme that the administration should not play down the matter as it's important for the public to see the case being handled in an impartial and fair manner. It was revealed last week that Immigration and Customs Chiefs Al Kao Wen and Hermes Tang, along with Under Secretary for Security Sonny Ao, were each fined $5,000 for flouting a cap on group gatherings after a police investigation into a rape case uncovered the dinner in Wan Chai. The Security Bureau later said the officials did not know how much the dinner cost adding that they had been invited to the event, reportedly by mainland developer Evergrande. However, government regulations stipulate that all civil servants and politically appointed officials must avoid any lavish, unreasonably generous or frequent entertainment that may lead to embarrassment in performing official duties or bring the civil service into disrepute. Ms. Cha said it's unacceptable for the officials to claim they had no idea how much the meal had cost at the exclusive club. It's not a Dong that they went to, he said. The government is clearly trying to play down the matter by saying that only normal hot pot ingredients were served. Some local media had reviewed that meals at the club are priced at an average of $3,000 per head. The former ICAC chief investigator said there is no doubt that the meal would be considered extravagant if it cost $3,000 to $4,000 per person, adding that he didn't understand why top security officials needed to communicate with a mainland developer. However, pro-Beijing legislator Paul Zhe said it's time to put the issue to rest as the officials have already paid the fines and learned a lesson. In a Chinese society, food trumps everything. It's also common for people to communicate over meals, he said, adding that he agrees with Chief Executive Carrie Lam, who earlier said the officials have already apologized and there's no need to discuss the case further. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has taken a shot at her predecessor, C.Y. Leung, saying if his idea of building flats on the edge of country parks was so good, it would have been done a long time ago. Damon Pang reports. 
CY Lung, who's the vice chairman of the CPPCC, has again pushed the country park flats proposal in recent months, accusing the current administration of allowing Hong Kong's housing woes to worsen. But asked about the idea on a metro radio program, Carrie Lam said the government has strong reservations about such a controversial proposal. Frankly, if developing the edges of country parks is so attractive and easy, the government would have done it long ago. The last administration wouldn't have waited until the final months of its term to bring up the idea. I was already away from the government at the time I had resigned to run for CE, she said. Mrs Lam said developing the peripheries of country parks would take quite some time, so her administration has gone with other options. On the pandemic, the CE said she submitted a report to Beijing about a gradual easing of border crossing restrictions and her government is waiting for directives. She said the SAR has no plans in the near future to drop its containment strategy for COVID-19, even as some places overseas say they will now learn to live with the virus. The Secretary for Justice, Theresa Chang, has warned that defending or glorifying acts of terrorism amounts to advocating them, which is a national security offence. She also says reasons like freedom of speech or a free press are simply not legitimate grounds for defence. Damon Pang again. Security Chief Chris Tang had earlier classified the case of a man who died after stabbing a policeman in Causeway Bay on July the 1st as lone wolf domestic terrorism. Authorities subsequently slammed those who mourned the death of the attacker, accusing them of supporting terrorism. In an opinion piece published in the Tsingtao Daily newspaper, Teresa Cheng referred to a book written by mainland scholars, including former Liaison Office Legal Affairs Chief Wang Zhenmin on Hong Kong's national security law. Promoting and inciting terrorism is in itself a crime under the national security law. Promotion here means propagating, defending and glorifying terrorist acts and theories, Ms Cheng quoted a line from the book. She said people, especially public figures, should be aware of how sensitive the topic of terrorism is when they make public comments. The minister stressed that banning the promotion of terrorism is common in security laws in many Western countries, adding that it is ridiculous for some people to suggest that it's only terrorism when civilians are targeted. Terrorism activities can target civilians, but also anybody else. By nature, terrorism is aimed at threatening the government by arousing fear, she said. Veteran China analyst Johnny Lau says he's concerned about the overall atmosphere in Hong Kong in relation to culture and the media. He made the comments after RTHK announced that a current affairs programme he co-hosts called China on the Dot will be replaced by a Special Olympics show next week. It's not yet clear whether the programme will return after the Games are finished. Here's Mr Lau. What I emphasise is the general or the overall atmosphere in Hong Kong, both political atmosphere or the media culture atmosphere. And I think the pressure has been expanding to the education field or other factors influencing the ordinary life of the Hong Kong people. This is what I concern. It is not healthy as far as I can recall. The original plan or the original perspective of the one country, two system is not the same as the reality in the recent years. Infectious diseases expert Leung Chi Chu has questioned why the airport authority was waiting until next month to require workers entering the restricted area to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or to have a negative COVID test result. Timmy Sung reports. 
Dr. Lung's comment came after a 50-year-old airport worker was confirmed on Sunday to be carrying a mutant strain of the coronavirus, which prompted authorities to order more than 70,000 people working at the airport to undergo tests. Speaking on an RTHK program, the medical expert said the possibility of having silent transmission at the airport is not high, and the porter probably was directly exposed to the virus in his working environment. The airport authority announced last month that to further strengthen the protection of airport staff and passengers, starting from August 1st, it will require all airport staff entering the restricted area to present proof of full COVID-19 vaccination or a negative test result. But Dr. Lung suggested this could be done sooner, adding that those who have been vaccinated should not be exempted from regular tests because they are not 100% immune to the coronavirus and can still infect others. Airport workers who are exposed to high infectious risks should be required to get vaccinated, the expert said, adding that both Sinovac and BioNTech vaccines are effective against the more contagious Delta variant. China's military says it drove away a U.S. warship that illegally entered Chinese waters near the Paracel Islands on the anniversary of an international court ruling that Beijing has no claim over the South China Sea. PLA's Southern Theatre Command says the USS Benfold entered the waters of the Paracels without approval, seriously violating China's sovereignty and undermining the stability of the South China Sea. Five years ago today, the Permanent Court of Arbitration in The Hague ruled that China had no historic title over the South China Sea. The collapse of a hotel in the Melon city of Suzhou has left at least one person dead and ten others missing. Officials say seven survivors were plugged to safety from the rubble of the budget CG Kaiwan Hotel. Hundreds of firefighters joined the rescue attempt. There's no word yet on what caused the tragedy. Sporting in the NBA finals, Giannis Atenetokounmpo scored 41 points and grabbed 13 rebounds to lead Milwaukee over the Phoenix Suns 120 to 100. Pulled back the Bucks back to within 2-1 in the best of seven championship series. The 26-year-old Greek forward joined Shaquille O'Neal in 2000 and LeBron's James in 2016 as the only players with back-to-back 40-point, 10-rebound performances in the NBA Finals. Now the weather will be mainly fine. I sent it showers tomorrow, very hot during the day. Temperatures range between 29 and 35 degrees. Light to moderate southeasterly winds. The outlook persistently very hot with sunny periods in the following couple of days. Few showers in the latter part of this week. Temperatures going at 30 degrees, humidity 80%, and a very hot weather warning is in force. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, entertainment to property entertainment to property company Emperor Group says staff member has been arrested under the national security law. Government says films that make it through censorship checks may still breach the national security law. And police reclassify this morning's fire in Typo, in which a woman and her two daughters died as murder and arson. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 This time he's gone for good He'll never come back now Even though he said he would So darling dry your eyes So many other guys Would give the world I'm sure To wear the shoes she 
Machine, a band from the UK with their biggest hit, a thing called Smile a Little Smile for Me. Big uh, hit in the US as well. 18 minutes past 11 on a Monday evening. How are you doing? Thanks for tuning in. Peter King with you, of course, through till 1am. Don't forget our sentimental journey departs at five past midnight. A few requests in so far. Radio Peter Gmail. Thanks to Brenda, who's asked for Charlene's I've Never Been to Me coming right up. And Conan, how are you doing? How was your Kent? Oh, for goodness sake, the next one. Charlene it is. Hey. 